Give the king a hand clap of praise today. Stand to your feet while you're doing it as we get ready to turn to the word of the Lord. Amen. We're so excited to have you at Breaking Bread today. What a wonderful, exciting time to be a part of the church of the living God. Can I tell you today, Brother Mike Schultz made a comment a while ago. He said, we serve an awesome God. Can I tell you that even if you choose to walk away from him today, he'll still be awesome? Can I tell you if you choose to never come to the house of God again, he'll still be awesome? Come on, with us, without us, it don't make no matter. He's still going to be awesome today. Amen. I'm excited about serving an awesome God. If you'll turn with me to the book of John, the 15th chapter. I got something on my heart I want to share with this body today. John, the 15th chapter. I'm going to be reading verse 1 through 11. I feel led in my spirit today. I was talking with some gentlemen on the fishing trip this weekend. I've had this on my heart. And I I feel led in my spirit today to be a little more practical than evangelical. Although I'll never deny you if you want to shout while I'm preaching. I'm all about that shouting. Uh, But I do want to be a little bit practical today. I want to teach on something, preach on something that the Lord has placed on my heart. I want to preach on the biblical principle of abiding. It's not something we talk about a lot, but it's a biblical principle that will make all the difference in the world in your walk with God. Amen. And I'm convinced today that this biblical principle can change your life. And it can change your walk with God. And it can change your family atmosphere. It can change your financial situation. It can change your consecration. I want to talk for just a few moments today on abiding. Amen. The whole chapter... We're about to read the text from today, the book of St. John, the 15th chapter. This whole chapter concentrates on abiding, abiding, a biblical principle. You see, abiding is renouncing your independence. Now, that ain't too popular. That ain't what everybody wants to hear. That, 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 ain't, that, that don't get you a whole lot of amens, but I'm going to say it again to see if I can get three. Abiding is about renouncing your independence. That's what abiding is today. Amen. My, ah, listen, abiding is the Lord. Come on, abiding in the Lord is renouncing your independence in pursuit of fellowship with Him. You might not realize it yet, sir. You might not realize it yet, ma'am, but you need him. You might not realize it, sir. You might not realize it, ma'am, but you're incomplete without him. Oh, you might not realize it, sir or ma'am, but you got to have him today. Oh, I want to abide in his presence. I want the presence of the Lord before me and behind me, beside me, and all around me today. 
I just want to abide in his presence. The biblical principle of abiding. Turn with me to the book of St. John, the 15th chapter and the first verse. You do not have your Bibles. The scripture is up on the screen behind me. Written in the red letters are the words of our Savior, Jesus Christ, as he says, I am the true vine. <laughs> I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. And every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he takes away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it might bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean, Jesus said, through the words which I have spoken unto you. And he says something very profound. He says, abide in me. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. And he that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. For without me ye can do nothing. For without me, saith the Lord, ye can do nothing today. But abide in me, says the Lord. Abide in me. If any man abide not in me, He is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and men cast them into the fire. They're burned up. If ye abide in me, my words abide in you. Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. I feel the Holy Ghost today. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. And as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love verse 11 these things have I spoken unto you these things have I spoken unto you abide in me abide in me that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full I want to preach for a few moments on the good, the bad, and the ugly of abiding. The good, the bad, and the ugly of abiding. Let's lay our Bibles down in our seats. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord today as we lift Him high. Come on, He's the first and He deserves to be lifted up. Somebody come on, give him some praise today. He's the last and he's the first.
he deserves to be lifted up. Hallelujah. He's our provider. He's our sustainer. He's our healer. He's our redeemer. And he deserves to be lifted high in this place today. Oh, we love you. Jesus, bless your word today. Bless every heart that hears. Every mind, oh God, that receives your word today with joy in their heart, oh God. Help them, Lord, to abide in you that they might bring forth much fruit and not be gathered by men to be cast into the fire. Help us, oh God, to abide in you today. We love you. We thank you for this blessing upon your word, each and every one. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Let all the believers say amen. Give the Lord another hand clap of praise as you're seated today. Come on, if you're going to help me preach, give him a hand clap of praise as you're on your way to be seated. Come on, if you're not going to help me preach, just stay standing right where you're at. But if you're going to help me preach, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. The good, the bad, and the ugly of abiding. In a practical sense, abiding in the right things has some benefits. But abiding in the wrong things has some consequences. Can I get a couple of amens? Abiding in the right things has some benefits. But abiding in the wrong things comes with some consequences. I'll give you a little example. This weekend we were on the men's fishing trip and we were cooking for a whole bunch of guys. And in a, in a practical sense, a dinner plate that is left with food on it overnight is going to be a whole lot harder to clean in the morning. Can I get an Amen. All you ladies who got those men, I'm not one of them, by the way, who leaves food on their dinner plate so you got to scrub it in the morning, I'm going to pray the Holy Ghost delivers them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray the Holy Ghost delivers them and they start thinking about their wife and they don't leave all that old crusty, hard spaghetti or whatever it might be all over that plate so you got to scrub it. In the morning, in a practical sense, a dinner plate that's left with food on it overnight is going to be harder to clean in the morning. Can I tell you, there's an alternative to the scrubbing. There's an alternative to the scrubbing. There's an alternative to the elbow grease. You can soak that dish in hot water and dishwashing liquid, and it's going to be a whole lot easier to clean. Can I tell you, sometimes the saints of God need to be soaked in some hot water and dishwashing liquid. Can I, can I get real with you for just a moment today? Amen. In, in a practical sense, it's a whole lot easier to clean a dish that's been soaking in some hot water. Amen. Letting a dish soak or abide in that solution will allow a hard cleaning job to become a whole lot easier. 
This is why us men, when we're working on cars, we use some of that PB blaster to spray on that bolt that's all rusted up and hardened up. We spray that solution over it, and we just let it sit. You know what that is? That's abiding, right? We just let that solution sit on there. That way when you put that wrench on there and you give it a good crank, that thing breaks loose because the solution done did all the work. Can I tell you, in the house of God, the solution will do the work also. The solution will do the work also. There ain't no replacement for the Holy Ghost. There ain't no replacement for abiding with Christ Jesus. There ain't no replacement for faithful church attendance and good prayer life and good study habit and seeking God. There's no replacement for abiding with the Lord today. Amen. There's no replacement for abiding with the Lord today. There's an alternative to the scrubbing. Anybody ever feel like you knew God told you to do something and you didn't listen and man, cleaning up that mess was a hard thing to do. There's an alternative to the scrubbing. It's called abiding. It's called soaking in the presence of the Lord today. Amen. And this is what abiding does for the child of God. We're much easier to straighten out. Come on, it's much easier to clean us up. Come on, when we've been abiding in the presence of the Lord, we're much less resistance to correction when we've been abiding in the presence of the Lord. Abiding is understanding that you've been bought with a price. Huh? Come on, I told you I wasn't going to be popular today. Abiding is understanding your life is not your own. Abiding is understanding you've been bought with a price. It ain't no longer your agenda. It ain't no longer your wants. It's now what God wants because you've been bought with a price today. And you have surrendered because you are not your own. That's what abiding is. It's understanding today that you've been bought with a price. Being pleasing to the Lord is all that matters. You see, there's a big difference in being around something and abiding in it. Huh? There's a big difference in being around something and abiding in it. See, you can take that dish that's got all that food on it, and you can set it on the counter next to the sink, and you can let it sit there all night, and it ain't going to be no easier to clean in the morning. Can I tell you, child of God, being around the church is different from being the church today. Come on, being around walking with God is different than walking with God for yourself today. I come to tell somebody, there's no substitute for abiding today. There's no substitute for abiding today. You can set that dish on the counter all you want, but if it ain't soaking in that substance, it's still going to be hard to clean in the morning. Before it's made ready for the cleansing, it's got to abide in the substance. You ain't going to be able to change for God if you ain't willing to abide in his presence. You ain't going to be willing to lay down anything if you ain't willing to abide with him in prayer. Come on, if you ain't willing to let the Lord speak to you, if you ain't willing to let the Lord lead you, he's not going to be able to clean you up. You got to be willing to abide in the presence 
of the Lord today. And I know this ain't popular, and I know this ain't uh, maybe too exciting today, but I want you to understand something today. As your pastor, I'm telling you, there's no substitute for abiding in the presence of the Lord today. There's no substitute. There's a big difference in being around something and abiding in it. Because before whatever it is can be made ready for the cleansing, it has to abide in the substance. And so it is with the church. Being around the church when it's convenient for you is different than being a part of the church. Ouch. Go on, put them feet behind them chairs because I'm just getting started. I feel like preaching for a minute. Being around the church when it's convenient for you is different than being a part of the church. And listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not all about pastoring some people that don't want to go to heaven. I want to pastor some people that want to go to heaven. I want to pastor some people that want to abide in his presence. I want to pastor some people that want to pull people out of sin and set them on a highway of holiness today. And being around the church is different than being a part of the church. Being around the church ain't going to get you into heaven. Being around the church ain't going to get you cleaned up. No, but it's going to take some abiding. It's going to take some soaking. It's going to take some cleansing. It's going to take some time in the presence of God Almighty. Being around the church when it's convenient for you is different than being a part of the church. You might be interested in playing games today, but God is not. You might be interested in a part-time walk with God today, but God is not. God's not a, a game-playing God today. He's a serious God. And the Bible teaches me it's a serious thing to fall into the hands of a just God today. It's a serious thing to fall into the hands of a just God. Can I tell you, the Lord isn't interested in hanging out with you. The Lord is interested in being in you. And let me tell you something, nothing's going to penetrate anything unless you soak it for a while. You want your flesh to be penetrated by the presence of God Almighty, you better spend some time with him. You better spend some time with him. Come on, my, my favorite cooking utensil is a cast iron skillet. And let me tell you something, every single time I cook in that thing, because I am not the best cook in the world. But every single time I cook in it, I got to soak it. Because I already know I done burnt something to the bottom. I've asked these guys, they ate burnt gravy yesterday. <laughs> They'll tell you. And guess what I did? And Brother Peter helped me when I was done. He went outside and got my soaking skillet, and he scraped that thing out for me. Because I already know... <laughs> That when I cook, I got to soak. And before I can get all of that crusty stuff off of my skillet, I got to soak it in some hot water and dish soap. Can I tell you, if you want the Lord to penetrate you, if you want the Lord to be in you, you got to abide with him. You got to abide in him. You got to spend some time with him. You got to allow him to penetrate your old crusty flesh. Let me tell you something. We serve a God today that enough time in his presence, you're going to change from the old crusty, carnal, carnality that you are today, and you're going to experience a mighty move of God in the presence of his spirit today if you just learn to abide with the Lord. Come on, God ain't interested in playing game. God is a serious God today. 
We're living in the last days and there ain't no time for playing church. We got to be the church today. There ain't no time for just being around the church. We got to be the church today because we got to learn to abide in the presence of the Lord. The good, the bad, and the ugly of abiding. The bad part about abiding is is if you abide too long with the wrong things or the wrong people, they're going to get a hold of you. Come on, we ain't just talking about the good of abiding there. We're talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly of abiding. If you abide too wrong in the presence of the wrong things, it's going to get a hold of you. You don't take an alcoholic to a bar to get a cheeseburger because when he sits there too long with all of the other alcoholics, the alcohol's going to get a hold of him. You don't take a drug addict to the crack house to get somebody out of that house. No, because when they're around that thing, it's going to get a hold of them. Too much time abiding around the wrong things is going to get a hold of you. It's going to get a hold of you. I know a lady right now who can't leave internet relationships alone. She's been with a man for over a year that she ain't never met. He controls every aspect of her life. Tells her what to do, when to do it, who she can have around, who she can't. Never met the man. As far as she knows, it could be some little three-foot lady in Indonesia. But she abides on the internet looking for a relationship all the time instead of praying and seeking God and abiding in the presence of the Lord and asking the Lord to send her a helpmate. Come on, we got to learn to abide in the presence of the Lord. Too much abiding with the wrong things is going to cause it to get a hold of you. You see, Delilah didn't know how good she had it when she come into contact with Samson. Delilah didn't know how good she had it. The judge whom God had called to deliver his people The nation of Israel out of the hands of the Philistines was in love with her. She wasn't in love with Samson at all. In fact, the only interest Delilah had in Samson was she wanted to destroy him. Can I tell you, abiding with the wrong things too long is going to be your demise. Can I tell you, abiding with the wrong people in the wrong places too long is going to be your destruction. Come on, she wasn't interested in Samson at all. She just wanted to destroy Samson. The Bible says that once Samson had told her what his strength was, the Bible says now there were men lying in wait, abiding with Delilah in her chambers. Samson was in love with Delilah, but Delilah was more interested in abiding with the Philistines than she was with Samson. Too much time around the wrong things in your secret chambers. It's going to get a hold of you. She was with Samson, but she was abiding with the Philistines. Listen to this preacher today. You can't be in the church and do all of your abiding with the world. You better be careful who you're taking your counsel from. You better, be, you better be careful who you're allowing to speak into your life. 
You better be careful who you're abiding with. You better, you better hope and pray you're not abiding with the, with the Philistines more than you're abiding with Samson because it's going to come your demise abiding with the wrong things. You better be careful who you do your abiding with because abiding is renouncing your independence. You're going to surrender to something. Know it. Hear me today. Everybody under the sound of my voice, you will surrender to something. It all depends on where you do your abiding. If you're abiding with the Lord, you're going to submit to him. If you're abiding with the world, you're going to submit to them. I remember I used to have this guy I used to work with years ago. Guy had a serious drinking problem. And he was always trying to get me to go to the bar and to go to Hooters and go to here and go to there. And I'd always tell him no. You see, I had the strength to withstand him because I didn't hang out with him outside of work. I didn't go to the bar with him. I didn't go to parties with him. I didn't go around all those things he was into. I went with the church. I went to the house of God. So when I was around him and he come playing his silly games like a silly Delilah, I was able to say, no, sir, I'm not interested in those things. No, sir, I'm not interested in going that place. No, sir, I don't do those things no more because I'm abiding in Christ Jesus. Abiding too long with the wrong things will be your demise. Because abiding is renouncing your independence. Abiding is a willingness to surrender. Abiding is a willingness to let some stuff go. You see, I've been in the church long enough to watch some folks in the church get distracted by some people in the world. And the longer they abide with them, they start letting stuff go. They start letting down on this. They start letting on. You, you want to know why we hold the lines we hold? Because we abide with Christ. You want to know why you come in here and you have dynamic services? Because we believe in living godly. We believe in abiding with Christ Jesus. We believe in separation from the world. We believe we got to look different. We believe we got to talk different. We believe we got to act different. We believe we got to abide with Christ Jesus today. You're going to surrender to whatever you're abiding with. Delilah was abiding with those Philistines. And it conceived in her heart, all she wanted to do was destroy Samson. Samson was the best thing to ever happen to Delilah. But abiding with the wrong people caused her to view it in the wrong way. Abiding is renouncing your independence. A life in Christ is centered around the consistent, faithful, unchanging person of Jesus Christ. Come on. A life in Christ is centered around him, his faithfulness, his goodness. He's unchanging. Come on, he's never ending. He has an abundance today. Our life in Christ must be centered around the person of Jesus Christ. we got to be centered around him today. Amen. And we can't get caught up too much in the things of this world. Listen, you can't be in the church and do all of your abiding with the world. I'm not saying you can't be around the world. I'm saying don't do your abiding with the world. 
I'm saying don't soak in their presence. You can get in. You can tell them what the Lord has to say. You can show them a different way, but you don't have to abide with the world today. We're preaching separation, not isolation. We got to be different than the world that we're living in today. And a life that's centered around the consistent, unchanging person of Jesus Christ. His life, his death, his resurrection is the message of the hour today. This is all about Jesus. This is all about Jesus today. And may we never lose the awe and the wonder of our God, the great God of glory, leaving the splendor, leaving the glorious to come down to where his creation is and walk the same dusty roads that we walk. Come on. We're talking about a God who gave it all. He left it all to come down here to give himself for you. And for me, may we never lose the awe and the wonder of him giving all of that up to abide with his creation. Walking the same roads that we walk today, fully aware of the problems we have, fully aware of the challenges that we face, fully aware of the sin that tempts us on a daily basis The Lord attended weddings with his friends. The Lord wept at the loss of Lazarus. The Lord held prayer meetings in the garden of Gethsemane. He was denied by people that he loved just like we are. He endured the ridicule and the antagonizing of the religious leaders of his day. Why? Because he wanted to abide with his people. He wanted to abide with his people, his creation today. He he left the splendors, he left the glorious. Why? Because he wanted to abide with his creation. God help us. God help us today. If we're not willing to go through what we got to go through to abide with him. God help us today. God help us today. If we're not willing to go through some stuff to abide with Jesus Christ. Church abiding is not always easy. But it's always worth it. Come on. Nobody ever told you walking with the Lord was going to be easy. Nobody ever told you that your flesh wasn't going to want to get up out of that hour of prayer. Nobody ever said that abiding wouldn't be easy, but I'm giving you my word today. Abiding is always worth it. You'll never get up out of the presence of God and regret being there. Come on, you might come home from the bar at 3 a.m. sick like a dog hugging onto that porcelain throne and puking your guts up, and you might regret where you was the night before, but you'll never get up out of the presence of God Almighty and regret that that's where you've been. Your face will shine. Your heart will change. Your mind will become strong if you'll learn to abide in the Holy Ghost with Christ Jesus today. You'll never regret it. It's always worth it today. It's always worth it today. Abiding is not always easy, but it's always worth it. Abiding means you make it your life's mission to know him. Come on. Stop and think about that for a second today. It's a difference in coming to church and knowing him. You ain't going to know him unless you abide with him. You ain't going to know him unless you 
spend some time alone with him. I'm talking about abiding with the Lord today. Abiding means you make it your life's mission to know him, to love him, to please him, to be in his presence. Balak recruited Balaam to curse God's people. Balaam set out to do just what he had been recruited to do. Balaam set out to curse Israel. But when he went and he had made up his mind that he was going to go curse God's people, when he got there, something amazing happened. When he got there, he stood afar off, and the Bible says he looked and he beheld all of Israel. Behold, he, he, he looked and he beheld all of Israel abiding in their tents with the Lord. <laughs> you know what he did? He went from wanting to curse Israel to blessing Israel. That's what a little bit of abiding will do for you. A little bit of abiding will cause the Lord to rebuke the devourer on your behalf, and it'll start bringing the blessings of God into your life. Amen. Balaam ended up blessing God's people instead of cursing God's people. Abiding changes your situations. Abiding changes your circumstances. Abiding changes your atmosphere. Abiding gives you the ability to be more like him. The more you're around someone, the more you act like them. Think about that the next time you're around some jerk. Spend too much time with them, you'll be a jerk too. That's what abiding does. It rubs off on you. Huh? The next time you're around somebody who's pompous, spend too much time with them. You'll be pompous too. Because that's what abiding does. Come on. Abiding gives you the ability to be more like the Lord. Come on. It ain't about coming to church whenever you just feel like it. Ain't about praying only whenever you're in a bad spot. Ain't about surrendering your finances only after you've already made a mess of them. Come on, somebody. Ain't about just seeking him once you already got a bad diagnosis. How about you give him your money right now before you get it in a mess? How about you give him your health right now before you get a bad diagnosis? How about you give him your marriage right now before you're in divorce court? How about you give him your church right now before it's gone away out of your life? I'm talking about abiding today. I'm talking about loving the Lord more than anything in this world today. Because what you love, you'll abide with. Come on, Timmy, you love that woman, you'll abide with her. You'll know her. You'll be one with her. We got to be one with God today. We got to be one with God today. Abiding changes our circumstances. Come on. The church of the living God understands that abiding with Christ is not plan B. It's plan A. It's the only plan. Come on, I don't want to just give the Lord my finances once I've done destroyed them. I want to give them to him right now. Lord, take this. I'm giving it to you. I'm placing it in your hands. I want you to bless it. I want you to multiply it. Come on, that's what abiding does today. 
God is not our backup plan. He's the only plan. He's all I got. Abiding with him is all that matters. Come on, the Bible teaches us in the book of Psalms 91 that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Come on, we need to abide with him today. He said, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God, and in him will I trust. Surely the Lord shall deliver me out of the snare, out of the snare of the fowler. And from the noisome pestilence, abiding with the Lord will change your circumstance. Come on, I'm talking about the principle of abiding today. It's not just what you want, it's what God wants. In Exodus, the 33rd chapter, the Bible says that the Lord was displeased with Israel because they were what he called them a stiff-necked people. Come on, they, while Moses was up in the holy mount, they took all their jewelry, they gave it to Aaron, and they began to make a golden calf so they would have something to worship because Moses was gone for too long. Let me tell you something. When you're a child of God and you learn to abide with him, it don't matter how long somebody else has gone out of your life. You ain't going to turn to a false God. You ain't going to turn to a false doctrine just because somebody else ain't around you. You're going to abide in the presence of the Lord. The Bible says the Lord was displeased with the children of Israel because they were a stiff-necked people. They made a golden calf out of their jewelry and their ornaments and made an idol to worship and The Lord was angered. The Lord told Moses to tell them all to take off all their jewelry and take off all their ornaments. And then he told Moses, he said, I want you to move the tabernacle outside of the camp. So Moses moves the tabernacle outside of the camp. And it became a pattern that when Moses would get up and he would go out of the camp and you would see the pillar cloud rest above the entrance to the tabernacle, all the people would come outside of their tent and they would begin to worship God. And Moses, when that pillar cloud would rest above the entrance to that tabernacle, he would go into that holy place and he would hear from God concerning the children of Israel. And one day Moses rose because the pillar cloud had moved over the tabernacle and he got up and he went to the tabernacle and the people began to worship. Moses took a young man named Joshua with him into the tabernacle. And you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that there in that holy place, God spoke to Moses face to face. He spoke to Moses and he gave Moses a word concerning his people. And when Moses was done hearing from God, the Bible says he turned around and he walked out of the tabernacle. But Joshua didn't come with him. You know why? He was too busy abiding. He was in the presence of the Lord and he refused to leave. He knew where his bread was buttered at. Let me tell you something. Moses went on to sin against God. Moses smoked the rock instead of speaking to the rock. The water still came out, but it cost him from going into the promised land. Abiding in the presence of the Lord, which is what Joshua did, 
Guess where he went on? Let me tell you something. Abiding will affect your future. Abiding will affect your family. Abiding will affect everything about you. Joshua goes on. The, Moses sins against God. And Joshua goes on to lead the children of Israel into the land of Canaan. Can I tell somebody in this house today, abiding with the Lord, you will never regret. Your future depends on it. Your family depends on it. Your finances depends on it. Your health depends on it. Everything about your life depends on where you're abiding. The good, the bad, and the ugly of abiding. Abiding will put your future in God's hands. Moses took Joshua in there. When Moses heard from God... He turned around and he walked right out of the tabernacle. He was so used to hearing from God. But Joshua, Joshua went in there and he experienced something amazing. He heard God Almighty speak to Moses. He said, oh, this is so amazing. I can't, I can't leave this. I can't. He refused to walk out of the presence of the Lord. He was all about that abiding he was all about that abiding. As the musicians come quickly, I'm about to come to a close. The good, the bad, and the ugly of abiding. You better be careful who and where you choose to do your abiding. Because abiding too long with the wrong people in the wrong places at the wrong time. Is going to make you just like them. But abiding with the Lord in the presence of God Almighty is going to make you more like Him. You'll never regret abiding with the Lord. Stand with me all over this house today. You have a choice today. You have a choice. You have a choice as to where you will do your abiding. You have a choice as to whom you will do your abiding with. Will it be with the Lord in the tabernacle? Or will it be with the Philistines in the secret chamber? Come on, somebody's having some influence on you. Somebody's rubbing off on you. Somebody's impacting you. Can I tell you a little bit of time with the Lord? It's going to change it all. We're getting ready to sing this song. And we're going to open these altars. And everybody under the sound of my voice is going to have an opportunity to get out of your seat and to walk to the front of this church and to lift your hands towards heaven. And say, Lord, just let me abide in your presence for just a moment. There's a storm coming my way, Lord. I don't even know what it is yet. There's a problem around the corner for me. And I understand that abiding in your presence for just a few moments is going to clean me up. It's going to straighten me out. It's going to give me the right thinking. Help me, oh God, I surrender my finances to you right now before I destroy them. I give you my health right now before it's all too late. Lord, just let me abide in your presence for just a few moments. Give me the spirit of Joshua. 
may being in your presence never become mundane to me. May filling the Holy Ghost and fire never become so normal that I don't appreciate it anymore. Lord, let me love abiding with you. The good, the bad, and the ugly of abiding. Who you're going to abide with? Let me tell you something. If you make your bed in hell, he's still going to be there. Come on. You've already made a mess of your life. You might as well go ahead and abide. You've already tried everything you know to do. You might as well go ahead and abide. Friends have already stabbed you in the back, turned their backs on you. You might as well go ahead and abide. Abiding in the presence of the Lord. I've had times that I've spent time with people. And when I left their presence, I felt dirty. I felt like I should have did something different. I felt like maybe I should have stood up and said something. I felt like I shouldn't have been around that kind of talk. Abiding in the wrong places will cause you some guilt and some shame. But abiding in the presence of the Lord, you'll always leave better than you came. You'll always leave. If there's somebody in this house that wants to leave better than you came today, get out of that seat right now. Walk to the front of this church and abide in the presence of God Almighty. He's in this place today. The principle of abiding. Would you come? Would you come today? Would you abide?